welcome to Darnley Cyber Cafe, your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business. Episode number three, solar storms and the end of the internet. Okay, welcome to this latest episode of Darnley Cyber Cafe. I'm your host. Let's talk about it. October 11th, 2021, a geomagnetic storm, category two, hit the planet Earth. Now we're all here today. We're all alive. Okay, fine. And I and I rest assured, this is not a doom gloom sort of podcast. Let me make that very clear. But why don't we just talk about it for a second? Because there is a gaping hole in our understanding of geomagnetic storms or solar storms, whatever the, the case may be. But what is like, we need to talk about what is the big deal with this? And um, is it really going to throw us into darkness? I know a lot of us don't think about what happens outside our atmosphere because it does not really affect us in our day-to-day lives. And that's understandable. We continue to operate our lives. We use electricity. We have, um, you know, we, we just have this dependence on energy to the point that we don't think about what would happen in a prolonged outage. So the earth was hit with a not massive, but a quite sizable CME. And a CME is is a coronal mass ejection, which is basically a large mass of magnetized plasma, as you will, that hits the earth. That's where, you know, some of us who live in the northern regions can see the northern lights, that green sort of hue looking coolness in the sky um, that I enjoy seeing once in a while. Don't see it too often, but when I do, it's quite the treat. But in beauty there is danger and in that danger it could be the end of the internet as we know it or maybe not the end but a prolonged outage exactly so how do we plan for an internet apocalypse you think about these solar storms that hit us you know pretty much every day when we get a cme like we did on the 11th of october this year it causes some concern in the scientific community because a lot of these uh was a g2 category if i'm correct of a solar storm would affect satellites etc so when you have satellite internet providers um, much like the starlink constellation and others like it that are currently in orbit over earth you can kind of see where i'm going with this our dependency on satellites have been growing in the last 20 years and not necessarily TV. A lot of places in the world that do not have broadband internet are now being connected to high-speed internet via satellites, like Starlink, for example. And with Starlink, it allows people who live in a, a rural area in the middle of nowhere, to some, to have high-speed internet because in this day and age, connection to the internet is an essential service. But 
when it comes to a solar storm or when the internet goes down or the day the internet goes down, which means that we will be cut off from the large part of the world. Countries like um, Canada, the United States, Mexico, all the countries in South, South America, China, Australia, New Zealand would be the most affected because the internet lines that run, they call them the submarine lines that run underneath the oceans to connect the rest of the world would be affected. And the reason, the, the sort of the, the very easy explanation would be that these long lines would conduct a um, extreme voltage in the lines because they're longer. Just think about, about them as very big uh, FM antennas, for example, radio antennas, as you will. And the reason that these countries will be the most affected is because most of these lines that are being run are longer. And that means it can conduct the electricity better when it comes to the solar storms. And when a solar event, probably a G3 and a G4 event, albeit very rare, in this day and age would affect us greatly. The, the date is September 1st, 1859. A powerful CME, which was dubbed the Carrington event, fried telegram lines and knocked down the telegram lines for many days. Now, this is 1859. As you probably already assumed that the internet wasn't invented yet, not everyone had their combs connected to the grid and the reliance the reliance of of electricity was at an all-time low so what does that mean well it's very interesting because telegraph communications were in its heyday at the time that's where humans were able to connect and talk to each other across the country and across the world it really became an invention that connected us it was the the pre-dawn, but solar storms are not understood. But in that time, um, in 1859, there was a, a large amount of of colors in the sky, in the night sky, and a lot of people have recorded this event. So, um, and and one of the scientists, Carrington, um, drew by hand the solar spots on the sun to give us an idea of that type of CME that may have happened in 1859. But a more recent example was in March uh, 1989 in the province of Quebec, Canada, that um, so a minor solar storm knocked out the grid as of 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, 1989 wasn't really, we had electricity, but we weren't dependent on the internet at that time as of yet. It was invented, sure, but it wasn't mass produced as it is today. And the, realize I'm, the, re, the reason I'm highlighting all of this is because I need you to understand that, you know, uh, as infrequent as these storms happen, it, it bears to beg the question, if, sorry, when that event does happen, will we be prepared? Will you be prepared? Now, it's a massive undertaking to harden the infrastructure uh, structure of to protect against solar storms. But at the same time, a lot of professionals have said it is impossible to know 
if the mitigation procedures that were employed thus far into our electrical grid would really sustain this event because this has never happened before in recent history. We can talk about 1859 and 1989, but the world was a different place then. It wasn't the way it is today. So this is the reason why that we need to sit down and have a discussion about this because as time marches on, as we become more and more dependent with electricity and our world becomes more dependent on the internet, if that event does happen where it does take down the internet, what are some of the ramifications with this? Because all of us today live and breathe the internet. The internet has become a staple of our lives. So the simple fact of ignoring this problem, it won't really be much of a problem until it becomes a problem. Just like if many of you who've experienced long-term blackouts understand the need to be prepared, the need to have a backup generator, extra food and water on hand. These are simple things for the just-in-case moment. It's not to say it's going to happen tomorrow or in the next five years. A lot of people are preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. And this is what we have to do. Yes, it will cost more money and research and time for us to enact the proper procedures and the technology in place to protect our electrical infrastructure against a major solar storm. And as you are probably aware that there was some minor disruptions to our power grid during the storm of October 11th, 2021. Typically speaking for a sort of a G2 storm, this would only affect satellites in higher altitude homes and electrical grids across the world. Now there is a uh, um, consortium called SIGCOM um, in 2021, it's a, d a data communication conference said that solar storms uh, impact every industry and person on earth. Our infrastructure is not simply prepared. We don't have the experience to properly deal with these threats. And, and they illustrate that we only have 13 hours to prepare to detect and prevent significant damage during the next major solar storm. So that's interesting because if you think about it, if a CME happens now, we have about 13 hours to prepare. Now, a lot of um, energy distribution companies are indeed looking into this now, but again, like the SIGCOM 2021 report illustrates that we don't have enough experience in this and not I don't think anyone in recent history has ever dealt with a major CME. So how do we properly protect our grid against these th this this major threat? I know it's it's really going to be an impossible feat, but not improbable. So some of the things that I have looked into personally is how do we protect the grid? What what can we do today in 2021? If we hear in the reports tomorrow to say, hey, there's a big CME coming our way that's going to disrupt our way of life, what do we do? And here's a few suggestions. Number one, turn off the grid its entirety. Power down the energized grid prior to a major storm hits. Now that's a good idea. The reason for this is, the, the, the reason why the grid would go down, if some of you who are not aware, is when that solar storm hits our, our, um, our power lines, it's the solar storm is a huge magnetized charged particles 
So in essence, it adds extra voltage to the lines, which can cause damage to the, the electrical grid's infrastructure, it can fry components, etc., which can take weeks and months to rebuild and install. These are very intricate and expensive pieces of equipment that needs to be manufactured and installed. But in the event that the entire nation is down or the continent is down from power, it's going to be very hard to manufacture these products and deliver them. So you can understand that it's going to take that much longer for the process to catch up or to be able to manufacture the replacement parts if they're not already uh, in stock with the energy provider. Another idea is, and probably the most logical right now, is to involve government with these vendors to discuss mitigation procedures. There are many companies out there that supply electrical grids. It's the vendor's responsibility as much as, as it is the the, the municipal, um, federal, uh, state, or provincial um, governments to work on this to protect and ensure the resiliency of their power infrastructure. Um, also, another uh, uh, fringe idea that I've read about in terms of protecting the grid against solar storms is to install capacitors, capacitor banks in the grid. And capacitor banks are just basically like dummy batteries that charge and discharge uh, power as it comes into the system. Again, these are not 100% bulletproof options. These are just ideas that professionals have suggested that these um these uh, grid operators take into account when it comes to mitigating some of these these things. Now you can implement all these ideas, sure, but at the end of the day, if a uh, category three or four event hits us, um, we have no idea the 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 cause is that this is going to come to effect in our energy grid. We don't know what's going to happen, and if these measures are going to take place, we have no idea. So in essence, we're all sailing in the the Titanic. We are under the assumption the watertight hull will never breach and the ship will never sink. Sleep well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a good analogy. So at this time, most of the energy providers right now are looking at ways to protecting the, the grid against a solar storm. So fear not. There's a lot of issues as well um, when it comes to terrorist attacks, kind of on the flip side of this, where terrorists would use sort of like uh, EMP, electrical magnetic pulse, against various infrastructures to take down the world as we know it. So these measures are being taken in place, are being made right now. If it's serious or not, I cannot tell you depending on where you live, but it's a good idea to have these measures in place. As a homeowner or business owner, you can actually install um, uh, EMP protective measures inside your own home or your place of business to protect your infrastructure from getting fried from the next solar event or the unfortunate terrorist attack in the EMP field. But again, this is seems like fringe sci-fi, but in the end of the day, this is a real problem and real people are actually looking into this very seriously. So this wraps up this latest podcast of Darnley's Cyber Cafe. What did you take away from this podcast? What are some of the things that you may or may not do differently? Has this elicited a new mindset of yours? Or perhaps you will enjoy the beauty of our space weather. Until next time, take care.